Warning, there may be spoilers ahead. Welcome to the Racisms Podcast. We're your hosts, Jazlyn and Lisa. We decided that this world could use more cross-cultural conversations that seek healing over division, understanding over ignorance, and a better world overall. Welcome back to the Racisms Podcast, where we have cross-cultural conversations to make this world a better place. I'm Jaslyn, co-host of the podcast with Lisa. Hey, everyone. In a previous episode, I talked about some of the things that I thought were still wrong in Hollywood, movies and films, as it relates to black representation. So today I wanted to discuss a promising trend in movies and media And that is that there's more black representation in the horror genre. And so I wanted to bring a special guest on today to help with this discussion, Nico Thomas. Say hi, Nico. Greetings, everybody. So Nico, you're into horror films. So that's why we asked you to be on this podcast today. And Nico is also a part of our uh, movie club and social justice club at work. So he's had all these discussions with us before. So, Nico, introduce yourself to the audience. Please tell us how you prefer to be identified racially and why you're excited to have this conversation with us. Thank you, Jaslyn. Uh, so, greetings, Jaslyn and Lisa. Greeting everybody listening. It is truly a pleasure to be able to join you two on your podcast. So, how I prefer to be identified is an interesting question. I am a mixed race, half black and half white, uh, but people assume that I'm either mixed or black because of my appearance. So I really have no preference if I'm identified as black instead of mixed or mixed, because growing up in the African-American culture, uh, growing up essentially was the African-American culture that adopted me. Um, so no, nobody looked at me funny because I was mixed or, um, you know, because I was half race. But being put in white spaces made me realize that it was not the same for, for that culture. So really, it's either or. Um, and I'm excited to have this conversation with you two because I'm always amazed at your brilliance and creativity and the way you tackle interesting topics around issues such as race. So you all know I love horror movies as well, and I always advocate for everyone to get into the genre, which brings me so much joy. However, uh, black representation in horror films has been uh, scarce historically. So this has always been a drag on the horror genre, in my opinion. But as you just mentioned, things are starting to change. And by having this conversation... Uh, I'm excited to talk to you about sort of, uh, you know, how this can continue moving forward. So thank you for having me on. Yeah, thanks, Nico, for the kind words. Yes, Lisa and I are brilliant. (laughs) And you are too, Nico. We think you're brilliant. And that's why we're having you on the show today. I appreciate that. Yeah, Nico, thanks for joining us on this episode. I'm excited to hear more about this love of horror because I am one of the maybe few people on this podcast currently who does not like horror. And uh, I would like to know more about this appreciation and maybe I can intellectually appreciate it more. Yeah, we're going to win you over to our side. Oh, first of all, (laughs) I didn't say I was on the side, okay? (laughs) I'm I'm not really into horror that much. I will watch some movies that are considered horror, um, but I guess we'll get into that later. So, Nico, I know this is not on the topic of horror, but you did mention that 
you know, growing up, you're you are mixed, but the black community kind of embraced you more than the white community. So tell us a little bit about your upbringing, where you grew up and your experience. Just a tad, just a tad bit more. Yep, yep. So thank you, Jasmine. Uh, I grew up in a town called Atlanta, Maryland, which is in Prince George's County, Maryland. Uh, it's really one county over from uh, our workplace. And we all, all Prince George's County residents like to think of PG County as sort of the mecca of uh, upper class African-American communities. Um, and so I've loved it so much that I haven't really gone too far. In fact, I even went to college in the same county, PG County. Um, and I've lived my entire life in Maryland. Um, I actually grew up with my mother, grandmother, uh, who were both white, and my three siblings. Um, and interestingly enough, none of them liked horror movies. Uh, and I even did not like horror movies growing up. Um, so I remember watching a horror movie growing up, and the title slips my mind. But I was scared to go into our basement. And so instead, I would trick my brothers into going into the basement first to see if everything is clear. Now, I am the oldest of the all the siblings and so I'm pretty shameless by saying that but hey you know when you're the oldest you get to make the rules um but my how times have changed now I'm totally in love with horror movies I have a lot of joy in it and I really really didn't develop my passion for horror movies until I actually left my household and went to college so very interesting how it took a little bit of time for for me to grow into that um but my family they did expose me to horror movies a lot uh, they they allowed me to you know watch whatever I wanted to watch um, but I think that scared me a little early in my sort of movie watching career and led to me not being able to fully embrace the movies until I got to college. Um, but everything happens for a reason. And now I'm a huge fan of horror movies. So it's been a good experience. Very nice background. So you mentioned you got into horror in college. So what kind of precipitated that? Were your friends into horror and you kind of opened you up to that? Yeah, I think it was a bit of peer pressure, honestly. Um, you know, my friends would would want to go to the movies, and they were they, that's when some of the scary stuff that um, I got into first come out. Sort of like Insidious, uh, Paranormal Activity. That's when those movies were first starting to make their rounds, and um, all my friends wanted to go see it. And I said, you know what? I can't hide from this. I'm going to go see it. And then after that, the ball just kept rolling, and um, I just got more and more into horror movies. And I went back and watched. A lot of the great films from the 90s and early 2000s that I neglected because I was scared at the time. Um, but mm -hmm. I, I would say peer pressure definitely played a big role in it. So hopefully we can apply that to Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it about horror movies? Is it the movie itself? Is it that you like getting that adrenaline rush? I think I do think it's the adrenaline rush. It's the. When you're in the movie theaters and sometimes uh, you're just so anxious about what's going to happen that you're almost uh, eager to look away from the screen, but you have to fight that urge to look away from the screen and maintain your focus onto the movie. Um, I really like getting thrills from movies. I'm not a fan of slow-paced movies, things that take a long time to develop. So the more I'm thrilled, excited, I get some type of feeling from the movie uh, the more I'll like it. And I seem to get a lot of those feelings from horrors. But I think one of the downsides is I found that a lot of horror movies are a bit lacking when it comes to story and substance. So the best horror movies are ones that have a good story, plus they can give you that feeling of anxiousness or excitedness. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. I think that's why I'm attracted to some of these newer 
horror movies made by black people and with black people because there's a there's a story and there's a context behind it. Mm-hmm. It's not just you know slashing and stabbing and cutting off of limbs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So what? How do you feel about black representation in horror movies since you? You've been watching them for a long time. You've seen a lot. How do you feel about black representation? I think it has definitely evolved over the years. Um, When you go back and you watch some of the older horror movies, 70s, 80s, even, you know, early 90s, it was more, the black character was more so a token, and they played a specific role in each movie that they were in. Um, So, you know, you have, like, the savior role where, uh, you know, the black person just ends up giving their life for no reason to save, <laughs> to save mm-hmm. somebody else. Um, or, exactly. or you have, um, the black character dying first all the time. I think that was sort of, it came to life in the, in the eighties and nineties. Um, or you even have things like where black women were often portrayed in horror movies as, uh, always being able to do voodoo or, or magic or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're, they're very it was very typecasted for black actors and actresses trying to um, get into this field. But I do think it has evolved. And I think that with more black direction and directors and producers, we're starting to see some of those sort of common tropes flipped on their heads. Um, and sort of we're seeing movies that are, are based on flipping those ideas over. And I'm starting to really, really appreciate that. Um, and I, I think that's the thing I'm most excited is in, in moving forward and watching these horror movies. One thing that I've also noticed in, in black horror movies is that, um, you know, black people do a really good job of turning their experiences and turning, you know, frightening experiences into a, a, a interesting story through the medium of movies. And in particular, the genre horror, um, you know, whether it be police brutality, uh, whether it be, you know, gang violence in the community. Um, I think, you know, black directors and artists are doing a great job of turning those real life fears that the black community is facing and turning them into creative horror movies that can uh, accurately sort of tell the story of what the black community is going through to a broader audience. Um, So that's one thing that I have definitely appreciated with more black directors filming these types of movies. Yeah, you, you hit on a lot of things. And I watched a documentary in preparation for this episode, it's called Horror Noir. Noir. Um, it's on the Shutter streaming app. I signed up for a trial. I'm going to cancel it today. But uh, <laughs> it just takes you through like the timeline of black representation in movies, in horror movies, from you know the beginning of the film industry up to today. And it definitely talks about what you said. This sacrificial Negro who, you know, gives his life for the the white character for no reason. He could have got away himself like he didn't even need to be there. Uh, the magical Negro and the women who do voodoo and magic. Um, the token Negro, he's just, you know, he's just there. There's no really a role for him or any backstory of why he's there. Um, and even further back, they talk about how in the early days, like the black man was the was the horror in the movie mm-hmm. um the black man you know going after white women um and just general black takeover in the white world that was a, a major theme in horror in uh in movies in the early days and then it turns into these monsters like the thing or the creature from the black lagoon taking the taking 
um, the black people out, but it's a it's a stand in for black people. So I would recommend you check out that documentary. It's very interesting um, and it definitely shows a positive trend today. But again, like you said, Nico, uh, black directors and black movie makers turning uh, the fears in the black community into creative you know, films. Uh, we live in a horror show. Black people, you know, America is is horrifying in itself, so we don't really need to make up anything to be afraid of living in America. And that was exemplified, you know, on January 6th with the insurrection. And it just goes back to um, how America is in general. <laughs> like there are two two different systems for white people and black people in this country. And like regular movies about black events and black life could be uh, technically horror films like 12 years of slave is a horror film mm. uh, selma is a horror film you know what i mean so yeah. it's it's interesting to see black people take this genre and use that i would say i would go back even to say birth of a nation is a horror film yeah definitely mm-hmm. can you talk about that did you watch that so i, I did I, it's hard for me to watch that um one it's hard for me to watch black and white movies uh but two um it, it was just hard for me to watch that and uh i did i was looking up some notes on that and it was screened in the white house which is just yeah. insane to me um but i think it gets back to that first for well, one of the points that you just made jasmine about the um the whole idea that black men fetishize fetishize sort of white women um and are always chasing after white women and we've seen that with the gentleman in that movie that was sort of dressed up in blackface and was chasing after the white women. And I think it's, I don't know if that's, that's rooted in, you know, racism and, and slavery and all those horrible, horrific things that happened. You know, it's when you put it into mediums and you put it into movies and this movie had such a wide audience, those things carry forward. And we've seen this thought, this idea carry forward for so many years, so many decades. Um, and I, I I think it's just really, really uh, an example of just how how ideas that are spread through various mediums, such as movies, can be so impactful, but also so harmful. And this, and in this instance, it was extremely harmful pushing that idea forward. And we still see it, I think, in movies today. This idea, that, uh, you know, this this idea that black men are always chasing after white women, um, and I, I think it's harmful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the fact that this movie was screened in the White House, Woodrow Wilson was president. Woodrow Wilson endorsed this movie and said, this is the most accurate movie I've ever seen in my life. Wow. You know, it's basically uh, precipitated the, you know, the the resurgence of the Klan mm. in America. It's, it's yeah, it's really, it's really bad. And, um, um, Jazz, if I could add one more thing, I think it's also the creating the fear. Like, the more... That movie helped create fear of black people. And we see that today, you know, with the rhetoric that comes out from as high as the, you know, the president, um, the rhetoric of, of being scared of the African-American community, being scared that when black people want to take to the streets and voice their displeasure um, against the way they've been treated by police, that they're going to destroy the entire country when in fact it's not the African-American, the black people that we should be afraid of. It's the people that were protesting just a few days ago. So, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. I think I think creating movies and different um, mediums have been used as mechanisms to create fear of black people. Um, and I think by black people getting more involved in the industry and in this genre in particular, 
we can sort of turn that on its head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, you're exactly right. And let's just get into Get Out, which is which kind of does that. Like when I first saw the trailer for Get Out, I said, I this is the movie. This is it. I need to see this movie because it's telling the truth. White people are scary. <laughs> White people are scary. So, Nico, I mean, what was your reaction to Get Out? Oh, I loved Get Out. It was it was awesome. So, I was nervous for Jordan Peele um, because this was uh, sort of a unique venture. You know, he stepped out of the box and created a movie that a lot of people would have been afraid to create because, like you said, it wasn't the 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 black characters that were the bad guys and we were rooting for you know for the other characters it was actually the white characters that were the bad guys and we were actually rooting for the black characters to survive so um i really did like the movie and i like how it added so many different concepts um that have been seeded in black history so from picking cotton out of the chair um to having sort of the the black nanny in the movie to um having sort of experimentation. So there's a theme in movies about experimentation on black people. Um, That was also threaded into this movie with sort of the hypnosis that went on. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was very excited for this movie and it was actually a pleasant surprise that even though I was so excited for the movie, it actually surpassed my expectations. Um, It had had some moments of levity. It had a lot of moments of, uh, you know, deeper content and, Um, You know, I thought it was just a great movie. And one thing that I've thought about in terms of the history of horror films is that when we think about the greatest horror films that there are in the genre, there's none that are that are black directed, that are black created or that are even black led, I would argue, in terms of having a lead actor or actress that's that's black. I think Get Out is a movie 20 years from now, 30 years from now, we're thinking about the best horror movies in the genre We'll point to Get Out as one of those movies, and I think this is a huge step forward. And um, I hope that Jordan Peele will make more more content like this. Yeah, I agree. It was it was a great movie, and I think it did hold up. Like I saw um, Jordan Peele made a comment, like you know he didn't he he had to get this right. He couldn't mess this one up. Um, so he tried his his best to to uh, to represent exactly like you know, the experience of black people as well as the kind of horror film that he has always wanted to see on the screen. Um, And I know um, Lisa hadn't seen this before, but we made her watch it for this episode. So Lisa, (laughs) what was your reaction to Get Out? Uh, So thank you for uh, pushing me to watch this movie. Uh, Again, not, uh, I don't like horror movies because I do not like suspense. I do not like to know that someone you know may or may not got killed in the next scene so horror is not my genre at all but i did really uh can i say the word enjoy a horror movie i really enjoyed this movie um it had a lot of meaning behind it which i really appreciated uh and like every scene had it was trying to expose a different part of uh culture you know so i really enjoyed it it was really deep I really want to talk about it because I think it just has so many things that we can dive into. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. And compared to some of the other horror I've seen before, it's, it wasn't exactly like jump scary. 
Um, so that was good. So I wasn't like, you know, peeing my pants or anything. Uh, and <laughs> tips to those who watch horror movies but don't like horror movies. I watched it on a tiny screen with the lights on. And that really helped me not be as scared. Uh, but no, I really enjoyed it. Um, congrats to Jordan Peele. Uh, yeah, I think I was watching some interviews um, on YouTube and he did say he's going to be making more. So I'm really excited, actually excited to see those on a tiny screen in my home <laughs> with the lights on. <laughs> but I think watching yeah. it in the theater might be a different experience. And, you know, if we ever go back to theaters, maybe we could all go see it together because that would make me feel better. <laughs> yes, that is the plan. Next, next Jordan Peele movie, we're all going. Okay. After the pandemic, of course. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. So what, what kind of stuck out to you? Or like, was there any moment, were there any moments that were surprising to you or that really stuck out to you? So for me, I liked how just like little things were put in there so you kind of knew something sinister. I mean, you could watch the previews and know something sinister was happening, but... Um, there was that one scene where the dad was walking with um, the main character down the hall and was pointing out the grandfather who's like, oh, he was beat out by um, Jesse Owens and then he almost got over it. So like that line really stuck out to me because that was like a really, that was a really good like kind of precursor to what was going to be happening. And like, mm -hmm. honestly, I didn't even get everything that the movie was trying to tell me until I watched the commentary later and I was like oh I had missed all these things but I'm sure that's because I'm Asian American not black and that's why I didn't get all those like breadcrumbs that Jordan Peele was putting in there but once I watched the commentary I was like wow that's like that was really I, I will definitely try to watch it again so I can like catch all the things that he was talking about hmm what about you, Nico? Was there any anything in particular that really stood out to you about this movie? Um, one is uh, the main character didn't get arrested, so that was that was great. Um, <laughs> oh, that was such a relief. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> uh, but I think um, one of the other things that just stood out to me uh, was really the the intro. I liked how it started. You know, you think about. Um, walking through a, a suburban neighborhood and most viewers would be like, Oh, he should be fine. But, you know, as, as a black guy and a, and a black woman, we know that that's, that's a dangerous thing to do, you know, walking alone in a white community late at night. Um, and so we could anticipate that something bad was going to happen, but I'm not sure the audience, the full audience could. And then the second thing or another thing that I appreciated about this was, I went to the movies to watch this movie when it came out, to watch Get Out, and there were a lot of white people in the audience, and I was scared. I was like, oh, man, I, I should have went to a, a black movie theater. Um, I don't know how they're going to react. They're going to be booing. They're going to be, like, you know, offended by watching what they're watching. And so I was sort of apprehensive about going to the movie theater and watching it. Um, but I still went. And what's interesting to me is that you know, everybody in the audience was rooting, you know, for the black guy to, you know, get away from the evil white mm -hmm. people, even the white people. And I think that was a, uh, it was an interesting feeling or an interesting experience being in that position in, in the audience watching the movie. And I think that's uh, a testament to 
um, Jordan Peele and the actors and actresses. And I, I just think it was very well done to be able to elicit that emotion from everybody, regardless of your race. Even though we're telling, mm-hmm. even though Jordan Peele was telling a story um, that was mainly directed to black people, and so I, you know, I, I that's one of the main takeaways I got from it was that you know, um, everybody, regardless of you know black or white, that in the, at least the theater that I was watching in was very receptive to to what was being shown, and I think that was a great thing. It's kind of ironic that you went to a theater to watch a horror movie, but you are more scared of the white people in the audience than of the movie itself. That like, is very telling. You know? Yeah, I well, I also wanted to add, like, um, it, like I, I kind of felt like it was just, like, cultural appropriation at its worst, you know, where they're, like, putting on, putting their brains or transplanting their brains into um, black people's bodies. Um, and so, like, that was a really powerful message uh, and that, you know, I hope that the people you watched the movie with, uh, Nico, were like, you know, maybe I act like that or, you know, maybe um, I'm not as culturally aware as I think I am. And I, I certainly um, walked away, you know, with that impression as well, is that Jordan Peele was trying to show people that, you know, mm. these things that you say are not as non-harmful as you think they are. Um, and that's what I took away from that, too, is that. You know, their actions, of course, were terrible, but their words were just as bad. Yeah, I was going to say that, like, you know, people people can suspend their own realities in movie theaters and root for a black guy. But I wonder if they recognize their own behavior or their own thinking in the white people or if it's just a movie to them, you know. It's, a, it's an interesting point you make, because I know one of the. I think barriers to true allyship is um, the ability to not become offended or or hurt by coming to the realization that you know you may have been wrong in certain scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, to your point, I'm not sure how many people in the audience thought it was just good enough to side with the black character versus applying it applying the lesson of the of the movie to themselves. Uh, and that'd be interesting to to learn more about. I'm not sure sort of what that uh, percentage or distribution would be, but um, I think that's a huge uh, barrier to allyship is uh, listening, but then applying applying what you've learned to yourself. they brought on um, the main character on you know on to interviews and it was like really interesting watching him get interviewed by white hosts and um, one black host uh, Trevor Noah in particular and just like how that interview went and how differently it went um, and it kind of maybe showed me that I don't think the white people got it 
Like, because they weren't asking, like, the real deep questions that, like, let's say Trevor Noah would be able to ask because he has experienced the same thing. So that's my takeaway from watching some of the interviews is that I don't know if people, everyone got it uh, because they weren't, like he, like, like uh, Jadlin said, they were suspending their disbelief, but they weren't, it didn't change them. It didn't impact them the same way. Yeah, these white interviewers are something else sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> something else. Um, yeah, getting back to the movie, some of the things that stuck out to me was Lil Rel. Like I said, Lil Rel is one of my favorite comedians. He was the TSA officer in the movie. And he and he represented like the black audience at every other horror movie who's like, mm. what are you doing there? Get out. You should be there. Are you are you stupid? What are you still doing there? Like. He's talking, you know, it's like us at a movie talking to the screen. It's that's his role. And I think I really like that he brought um, the comedy in the movie. I think the comedy really added to the movie. Um, and I like that he was a hero at the end of the day. Mm. Like he figured it out. He and he saved uh, the main character from, you know, arrest or getting shot or whatever. Mm. Um, and then the the white girl who was luring all of these black men, it's like they use that trope of, you know, black men go, always going after the white woman mm. and saying this white woman is preying on black men, you know, luring them in because, you know, she she knows, she basically knows she can get them based on, you know, history and everything. And at the end of the movie, she's like looking through a roster of NBA players and, you know, thinking about who she can get next, so... I thought that was an interesting part of the movie as well. That's a great point. That's a great point. That's another common trope that we were just discussing earlier, right? And I love how black horror directors and films always flip those tropes on their heads. And it's great. And the one the, the one that really is, is always great to me is, you know, when I watch horror movies, I always get so frustrated by, you know, people just doing dumb stuff. Like, things you shouldn't do. Like, <laughs> why always run to the car? The car always doesn't start, you know? Like that guy, was it the Geico commercial where... You know, they're running away from a chainsaw guy and they run behind a, a building of chainsaws. That doesn't happen in black movies because we're always in, like you said, in the audience saying, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Um, and I love that black horror movies are more common sense sometimes than some of the other horror movies that are out there. Yes. I mean, because you can't. We know better. And if you make a black movie where black people are doing dumb things, we're going to be like. This ain't real. We would never. <laughs> <laughs> because we're always on guard, you know what I mean? Like like I said, you know, we live in a in a horrifying state. So, you know, we're already suspicious of everything. So no, we're not gonna go to a chainsaw factory in the middle of the night because it's fun. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's just, it's just so let me ask you two something. What was your what what part of the movie did you think was actually scariest? Were you scared when watching Get Out? I don't know if I was scared. I thought I think I was tensed up like when he was being hypnotized mm. and he, you know, she was stirring the tea and he's like, no, 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 no. And, he, you know, he's stuck in that. What do they call it? The sunken place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a scary thing, because as a child, I used to have night terrors. I would mm. I would have a bad dream. And then 
I would be I would wake up, but I couldn't move for a while. And so to be to be in that sunken place is kind of that place where you're 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 aware you can see, but you can't your your body's not responding. So I thought that was pretty scary. Mm-hmm. It was one of the scariest parts to me. What about you, Lisa? Yeah, I don't think I was. Um, I think at the end of the movie I wasn't scared, but definitely watching it, I was like, oh, what's gonna happen next? Gonna happen next? Uh, yeah, I think the hypnotism part is terrifying because, like. You can't move. You can't do anything in that state. Um, so I think that what like like Jasmine said, like that like mentally, that was the most scary part. Um, but you know, I'm. And then that TV scene in when they took him down to the basement, and that TV kept coming on. Like that was creepy. <laughs> yeah. I think they used the TV in some other horror movies. Not that I would know, but I've seen TVs in other horror movies. So like, it's like, what's gonna happen? Is that gonna? Is a person gonna jump out of it? You know, like that was really <laughs> creepy. Really creepy. How about you? Did did you have a a part that you were the scared most um, out of? I think and the reason I brought it up is because I didn't. I wasn't really scared by this movie. Um, there were, of course, creepy moments, and uh, Jasmine, I sympathize with you. I've had night terrors before, and you know your eyes open, but you can't breathe, and you're seeing stuff move out the corner of your eye, and it's really terrifying. Um, so that was that was a bit of a terrifying moment, just because it touched home for me. Uh, but I bring this up because I think it's the next step I would like to see in sort of the black horror movie thing uh, genre is something that's like. Very, very, very scary. All of the scariest movies that I've seen, you know, whether whether it be like Insidious or some of the other stuff that I've watched, um, you know, there's never any black people in those movies. And maybe it's because, you know, black people just don't like ghosts or some of the scariest things <laughs> in, in general anyways. Um, but I think the, the next step I'd like to see for the, the black horror genre is to make stuff that's real, like really, really, really terrifying, like it's a really scary <laughs> film. Because a lot of these, a lot of the black movies, um, horror movies, are scary, um, but they're essentially a lot, real scary to us because they hit home for real, you know, uh, real issues that are affecting the black community. Um, mm. And I, you know, I think it's very important for us to discuss those. Um, but not, I don't want every black director feel like they have to represent some sort of the the black struggle in their movie for it to be successful you know um mm-hmm. I, they should be able to experiment try different things and i think one of those is to make a super scary movie so uh, i would like to see that hopefully sometime in the near future but get out was great don't get me wrong i just think it was more of a psychological thriller mm-hmm. more than a horror movie okay so what do you think about the the next movie Jordan Peele made. Not a follow-up to Get Out, but Us. Was that scary enough for you? Uh, or a move in the, <laughs> on the scary direction? <laughs> Us Us was a step up. I think Us was a definitely creepier than Get Out. Um, Get Out, I think, was a little bit easier to understand the point that Jordan Peele was trying to make. Us, I had to like do a bit of digging to figure out, okay, I read it, I, I watched the movie, but what was the takeaway here? And I had to rewatch it a bit, but I do think that was a step up in creepiness. Um, I think, uh, you know, the cast did an amazing job, um, you know, with it, but I think overall 
quality, I would say Get Out's better. But in terms of creepiness and a little bit more of the horror genre, I would say Us is more aligned with the the creepier side, if that makes sense. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Lisa, do you agree? You said you watched Us and you were more scared. Yeah, I don't. I mean, wow. Uh, Nico, you have a really high bar for what scares you. Because Us, oh my gosh, like that that opening scene at the carnival. Wait, okay, we're going to tell people there's going to be spoilers, right? Um, in the carnival scene in the Hall of Mirrors, like, I had to stop it and, like, text Jasmine, like, is it going to get worse? I'm so, my heart rate was, like, elevated, okay? So I have a very low bar, low bar for horror. So I feel like Us, Us was definitely a horror movie for me because I was just, heart was racing. I turned down the volume, you know? I, it was scary. And, like, all that, like, house abduction stuff like that's scary like okay okay i agree with you there i agree with you there us i i, I set an, un, an unreasonably high bar us is scary it's definitely in the horror genre yeah nico you you've watched so much you're desensitized okay yeah, i think, I think that is it. give us yeah. a break <laughs> look the other day my daughter was like someone's at the door it was bright daylight but i was still scared okay <laughs> I know that 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 part where they were standing there at the end of the driveway, uh-huh. just holding their hands. I was like, "Oh my god, that what are they gonna awful. do?" But yeah, I think um, I saw it in theaters. I actually mm-hmm. saw it in Montreal, not Montreal, Quebec City. So it was a white theater, like you did. <laughs> um, and I don't think I I've been in movies where I literally covered my eyes the whole time because I could not deal. But so this was not that scary mm. to me. I could I could watch it, you know, without covering my eyes, which is the the bar for being scary movies. Um, but I do I agree. It was it was more I think more jumps and more of the uh, horror a traditional horror movie that he made. And I thought it has a lot of deep meaning as well, just different, you know, like the uh, you know the kind of parallel with like americans and how one can have a very uh you know nice life and then other people don't and we don't even know kind of like Mm -hmm. what those what those um people are going through and we can ignore it so i thought it was just as deep which is why i also enjoyed it and like i could watch it again because i know what's coming up and i won't be as scared but i can kind of you know kind of see what kind of message jordan peele was trying to send us Mm-hmm. You know what creeped me out in that movie? Those rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> why? Rabbits are scary in horror movies. I do not. What I don't know why, but they are terrifying hmm. to me in horror movies. Hmm. Okay, interesting. I didn't know the rabbit was the was the most horrifying <laughs> four legged creature one could show in a movie. Like maybe it's like the red eyes. Are they vampire bunnies? Yeah, right? it's, it's yeah exactly. It's like they look demonic or something. Mm, interesting. So there have been, I think, quite a few movies, especially in 2020, that came out starring black people that were horror movies. Did any of you see any of the other ones? Um, there was Black Box. I think that was on Prime. Antebellum, His House, The New Candyman. That hasn't come out yet. That's supposed to come out this year. Have you seen, I know we watched Sweetheart for the movie club mm-hmm. that had a black lead. It wasn't a black movie, but 
Have you guys been watching all these other ones? His house was the 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 refugee movie, right? About yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Okay, I did watch that one. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I thought it told um uh, a very interesting sort of story about the struggles of um, sort of migrants that come over the way in which they did through over the boat, um, mm-hmm. and how that impacts them as they move forward. And I love 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 the lead actress in that movie. She's also in um, the series. Uh, crap, what's that series called? A Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country, and she was great mm-hmm. in that as well. So I thought that was an excellent movie. I would say it's um, more along the lines of where I'd like to see the horror genre go. I mean, although it still told the plight of um, the struggle of, of the black community, um, it actually had some. I think some classic you know horror scary moments in it and i really enjoyed that movie yeah i agree i liked the the perspective of uh, african migrants like traveling to europe for a better life and they have to go over this boat major spoilers here and you know bad things happen on the boat and when they get to europe they're just trying to you know make a life they're just trying to fit in they you know, this the guy, the main character kept saying, you know, we're one of the good ones. Mm-hmm. You know, let us stay. We're one of the good ones. So I recommend that movie. That was pretty good. Um, it had the social commentary as well as. Well, yes. Just tell me that way I can prepare myself. <laughs> yes, they're they're fighting a monster of, of, of the mind, mostly. Oh, okay. Yes. A monster of the mind. But um, a monster nonetheless. So good movie. Did you see any of the other ones? I saw Antebellum. I thought the con- the the concept in theory would have been a good one, but I don't I don't think how they the execution really worked. Did you see that one, Nico? I haven't had a chance to check out Antebellum just yet. Is that's the one? Yeah, I did see that though. It does look interesting. Um, I had some heard some mixed reviews about it, and I think it's to your point, Jaslyn, like exactly what you said. Yeah, I don't know if you want spoilers, but it's basically I'm gonna give you one. It's like a mix between the the village and like Twelve Years a Slave, mm-hmm. which I wasn't I wasn't expecting. I was expecting something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so there have been a lot. Well, in my opinion, you know, to very few to like what eight in a year, eight ish in a in a couple year span. And Jasmine, why do you think that is? I think I think it's like a mixture between Get Out, the impact that Get Out is having, and the streaming platforms, like giving, you know, people that may not have had access to funds and, you know, studios before the funds and the green light to make these movies. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I I think that Get Out showed that black movies can be profitable, right? Black horror movies can be profitable. You know, um, the the stories that, you know, black horror filmmakers can make can make these people money. And, you know, if 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 there's money involved, uh, you know, it's going to get made. And so I, I think we've seen this recently. And I think this is also evident in how corporations respond to like the Black Lives Matter movement and things like that. The I think the black dollar and black people's the black community's role in the economy of the united states 
is becoming a bigger and a bigger and a bigger thing. And corporations and companies are starting to understand that. I don't think all this they're doing to support Black Lives Matter, Black film, Black horror movies is just out of the kindness of their heart. I think it's because they see that financially it's a good move for them. Um, but I think that also still oper- offers opportunities to the black community to take advantage of that and to create very impactful and lasting content. And I think that's what we're seeing. And then tied to the streaming, like you said, Jocelyn, there's more opportunities, more platforms. You're easy- it's easier to get the content out there um, and into the community. And I think that's also having a factor. But for me, I think really Get Out showed that these types of movies can be successful and the backlash isn't going to be enough to uh, undermine the success of the movie. And I think that laid out a good path forward for black filmmakers. Yeah, I agree. You know, corporations always look at that bottom line. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, we go see movies. I was uh, saying, I think offline that, you know, corporations think that white people only see a certain type of movies that they can relate to that you know there's a white hero and you know you don't need other diverse people being heroes but I think you know with Get Out they saw that a diverse audience will go see this type of movie so they're more open (laughs) to to this kind of content now absolutely so these are more recent movies. Can you think of any movies from the past that were horror movies that you thought were really good, really scary, that featured like a black cast or was made by a black um, director or writer? So my favorite horror movie, even though it's it's not really horror, I would say, uh, is Tales from the Hood. I love Tales from the Hood. Mm-hmm. I just watched mm-hmm. it again. That is horror. It's that look, I was gonna say that was one of the scariest movies I've seen because I just remember that scene where you know David Allen Greer was beating up on yeah. you know his girlfriend and the, and the the boy he was um, protecting his his mother he had a piece of paper and he folded the paper and the David Allen Greer folded I was like yeah. oh my god yeah. <laughs> that scene just sticks out of my mind so I I thought that was a a properly scary movie I do think yeah. I do think it was scary and. Um, I have a problem where I watch old movies and because the graphics are so bad, I'm like, oh, that's not scary. But at, at that time, when I had first seen it, it was it was terrifying to me, to your point, you know. And all those little uh, the little dolls of, uh, um, mm-hmm. I guess, slaves and when they were attacking the politician, that, that was uh, scary to me. But I thought it was such a great movie because, one, it was an anthology, so it was very unique in that it told four different, like, shorter stories and wrapped it up in one larger story. So I thought that was awesome. Um, But then to be able to tie, you know, issues that were affecting the black community um, and to wrap it up into one cohesive story that was still scary, it was just amazing. And the reason I say it wasn't, like, overly scary is because they had just moments of levity in it. Um, like like the gangsters in the movie, like I was dying at the, <laughs> I was dying laughing at mm-hmm. the way, <laughs> you know, they were just talking all the time. And then um, mm-hmm. David Allen Greer, his character was it was a horrible character, um, but just the way he said stuff, even when he was crumpled up, the way he was speaking when when he was crumpled up on the floor and had that pan in his hand, you know, I was dying mm-hmm. laughing at that. <laughs> so you know, there were just moments of levity in it, and I think that's what black film directors do so well is that, and I think it's reflective of the black community. We live in horror, but yet we can still laugh 
at so many of the things that are happening to us. And I think that's a unique aspect of black horror films is that it can be scary, but there's always moments of levity in it. Even with Get Out, you know, little little Rel's character, he was that that sort of feeling of levity in a horror movie. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's also sort of what I took away from Tales from the Hood. But that's Tales from the Hood is my favorite uh, black horror movie. Mm. Yes, we we laugh to keep from crying. And it's like after this past week, all the memes that came out, you know, from the insurrection, all the funny memes and videos. It's like we're we're geniuses at, you know, (laughs) finding the humor in these terrible things. It's crazy. They say uh, black Twitter is the reason Twitter's still around. I mean, it's 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 gold. <laughs> <laughs> Tales from the Hood was great. Yeah. I I really liked um, People Under the Stairs. Uh, mm. That was a good movie because the kid was so cool in that movie to me. I was like, oh, man, this kid is cool. You know, um, and it was great to see uh, a child actor, a black lead, uh, mm. playing such a pivotal role in that movie. So that was awesome. Um Candyman scared me. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Candyman was one yes. of the scary, the scarier movies that I've seen, and I am so much looking forward to the newest iteration of Candyman. Mm. I cannot wait. That I think I have more expectations for that than I've had of any of the more recent horror movies that have came out. So uh, I just can't wait for that one. But again, that fell to the common trope of a black guy chasing after a white woman, um, which is yes. why I don't. I don't have it high on my all time list just because just because of that. Uh, you, you get tired of those common tropes being played out over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yes, Candyman was very scary, and I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I could watch a new one. I, just, I don't know. <laughs> I'm scared. Just it might be too scary for me, <laughs> huh? I'm scared just listening to you talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And so, Nico, can you can you say Candyman five times in a mirror? Oh no, no. <laughs> Candy. No, I'm playing. <laughs> Are you scared to say it? Because I, you know, I'm not gonna test. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna test it out. No, I've definitely tested it out. I'm one of those kids that was doing stuff uh, to see what happened. Um, it was. It was wow, creepy. Okay. okay, you're not scared. You are not scared at all. I think that's a that's a litmus test. If you can say candy man in the mirror, you are not scared. And, and another thing to go back. I'm sorry. I'm backing up to tales from the hood. Another reason I like that movie so much is because, you know, during the 90s, um, I don't think there were too many, you know, black horror films because most of the films were like around the issues of the black community at that time. You know, Boys in the Hood, uh, mm-hmm. things like that. But Tales from the Hood was awesome because they still told that story. I, when I watched it, I was like, oh, this, you know, you get that Boys in the Hood feeling from it, you know, with, with the mm-hmm. characters that were playing in it. But it was still black horror films, still talked about the community. Um um, issues, but it, it wrapped it up in a very unique story. So I thought it was very unique for, for Tales on the Hood to come out when it did, especially when everything was devoted to movies like Friday, um, movies like, you know, Boys in the Hood, things like that. So, Yes, I agree. It's like, it's like a classic in the genre as well as in black movies. And I saw that there were two other ones that came out recently, two more Tales from the Hoods, two and three. Have you had a chance to look at those no they just came out actually and i do think jordan peele actually had a role and i believe the most recent one which was the third one um but as i was watching the tales from the hood um you know this past i think two weeks ago uh i did want to i did say hey i'm going to get over to watch uh tales from the hood two and three i think they're both on amazon prime actually hmm, okay you gonna check them out that's on your list <laughs> oh yeah definitely 
All right, report back and let us know if it's... It's the same director as well. Same director is doing mm. it as the original. Okay. That's promising. So do you see any like promising uh, shifts in the genre outside of like all black movies? Uh, for example, Girl with All the Gifts. I didn't see it, but it's a scary movie, right? With zombies. Yes. And so I, the I lead is a, is a young <laughs> black girl. Right. See, Lisa is just you can't you can't tell Lisa. She doesn't like horror movies, but zombies are OK. <laughs> right that's and right, for me so. zombies are the worst like I, I really don't I don't want anything to do with zombies but you know I was listening to some interview and they said that the role the lead role was not originally written for a black lead but the black girl came in and she killed the audition so she got the part much like with Night of the Living Dead I don't know if you know seen that movie from 1968 um, same kind of story but so uh, can you talk a little bit about that movie? Like how you think the lead being a little black girl instead of a white girl kind of uh, made or made the movie a little better? Or what did you think of the movie? For, for me personally, I thought uh, it did make it better. I think it's always more impactful when, um, you know, if you're a young black woman watching that film it's it's definitely impactful to see representation in the movies um the more younger kids can see representation across a variety of mediums and genres and all types of things the more we broaden their horizons and their future opportunities so one i think just from that perspective it's always great to see um people like you in a role that you wouldn't expect them to be in because it shows that you can really, you know, take on whatever you want to do, you know, as long as you put your mind to it and and, and it's something that you excel at. So um, from that perspective, I think it was great. Um, from another from another perspective, it just it just adds, um, I think, a unique dynamic to the movie to make it different from so many zombie movies that have been around for so long and so many, you know, superhero movies that have been around for so long. There's always been like... Uh, uh, sort of a stigma in sort of the superhero world. There's there's very few black superheroes. You know, very when when somebody gets powers, it's it's never a black person, right? Um, and to see a young black girl with the powers and the ability to navigate that crazy world where zombies are running around, um, I think it, it was very empowering to see that. Uh, and I think it, it made the movie a bit more impactful from my perspective. Hmm. What about you, Lisa? Did, did the fact that she was black even stand out to you, or are you just watching a movie? Yeah, I mean, I guess looking back, it didn't stand out to me in terms of 
like oh I, I didn't expect that because like when I read the book I don't think I pictured the characters of of any race um I feel I if I remember right I think she was the only so they had this um collection of children who who uh, exhibited zombie-like traits but were able to be quote-unquote trained or groomed to be human-like and so they were studying them to see if they could you know thus pass on this trait to like the general zombie population um and i think she was the only black child being held i don't know nico do you remember if she was the only black child being held i i don't recall that yeah i mean she might have been you know and so for her to be like the heroine of the movie um and all the other zombies were you know killing people and also white i thought like looking back now um i think it was a good choice you know to show that zombies aren't all um aren't all bad or you know like you said like a lot of the zombie movies out there they're typically just a single race so it was um kind of cool to see like a portrayal of the real world in this zombie um, universe. But no, I didn't really stuck out to me as like d- different. I really enjoyed the movie. Um, it was scary, but I also kind of knew what was going to happen because I read the book, so it wasn't as scary. And I think that answered your question. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Very good. So, Nico, Tales from the Hood is your favorite book black horror movie is it your favorite horror movie or what what's your the number one horror movie for you so i'm a fan of uh i am a fan of ghost movies i'm ashamed to say well not ashamed to say but uh, (laughs) that's like the real movie that really scares me right um it's one of those movies where you go home and you don't want to turn the lights off um you have to sleep Mm -hmm. with like one eye open so I think the first movie, and it's probably not the best movie, um, but it's the most impactful to me because it started me on this journey of being sort of obsessed with horror movies in the horror genre, um, is Insidious. Is Insidious. Uh, mm. It really... I When I watched the movie in the theater, I legitimately had to turn away, you know, quite a few times. Um, mm, okay. I, I'm ashamed to say uh, and even I got that same feeling when I watched it again usually when you watch a horror movie it's not scary the second time because you already know what's going to happen but when I watched it again I was like oh man I got to leave the lights on again um, <laughs> so so that one really sticks out to me as um, you know just one of the, the one of the scariest movies that got to me and then I also also I really like again even though it's not a good movie but a bunch of horror movies aren't a good movie aren't good movies in terms of the story but i really liked blair witch hmm. and the reason i liked blair witch you know you never really see the actual witch and that's where it gets dinged a lot um because you know you're just walking around the woods um but it's the anticipation like right you know it's like you're in the shoes of the the individual that's in that situation and it's the anticipation of you know people are dying over there people are dying over there you hear them but you can't actually see it happening uh, so I think it's that feeling of your heart's racing, you have your hands over your eyes, but you're peeking through your fingers and you don't know what's going to happen next, but you can't really take your eyes off of it because you're also interested in what's happening next. And so I really, when movies give me that feeling, that's when I'm really drawn to the movie. And so the ones that really stuck out to me were Insidious and, and Blair Witch, um, not the best stories, but it gave me the best feelings. Mm-hmm. 
What about you, Lucia? Do you have a favorite horror movie? Did you ask me? Yes. I don't know. You don't watch know. zombie movies, okay? <laughs> Zombies equal horror, so pick one of those. I mean, I really liked uh, a recent zombie movie called Train to Busan. It's a Korean mm. film, and the story was good. The zombie action was good. And, uh, you know, I might have cried. <laughs> You said that. I still have to watch that. Oh, I still have to finish it because I was watching it. Oh. And as soon as they started biting necks and, you know, blood squirting <laughs> everywhere, I was like, I can't do this. Lisa, that's <laughs> a great much. movie. It's a great movie. I watched it at your recommendation and I really, yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah, right? Good story, right? There was some storyline. And how could I forget? I'm sorry. The The Babadook is a great movie. Of course. Yeah, you, you did mention it. Is you that did it? say that. <laughs> What's that one about? So the Babadook is a um, it's an Australian horror film, uh, but it's about this uh, this sort of monster that is terrorizing this mother and her son. And it's about their story of, you know, being in the house with this monster that's that's terrorizing them and them just trying to survive it. I cannot do those kinds of movies. Mm, That sounds really good. (laughs) Have you seen The Ring? That's my husband's favorite I was going to say, movie. that was probably my favorite horror movie oh growing up was The Ring. Mm-hmm. I think it had enough scares, you know, to qualify as a real horror movie, but it wasn't like super duper mm. He's bloody. been trying to get me to watch that for, since ever we've been married. He's been trying to get me. He's like, just sit down and watch it with me. It's, it's a scary Yes, thing. watch The Ring. What's that? Yes, watch it. I agree. The Ring is good. I agree that you should watch it. I'm yeah, to, I'm it's good the first time. It's like you can't watch it more. That's that. where you got your fear of the TV, Lisa. Unconsciously, I think you've already seen it because the TV plays a role in this movie. Wait, yeah, don't say too much. Oh, yeah. it does. It's another TV one. She probably saw the trailer. I think yep. the trailer does show. Yep. Yeah, I think the horror movie that I watched and was like turned me off. I was like, I can't do this no more. Was Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Mm. I saw that in the theaters. My cousin made me go see it. And then we both left. We were like running to the car, looking around like, oh, my God, (laughs) we have to to get out of here quickly. So after that, I was like, that's too much. I can't. I can't do it. Jaslyn, I'm not a fan of that's one part of horror that I've never been a fan of. It's the uh, the gory, the bloody stuff. Um, I I never could get into Saul. I never could. I watched Mm. Chainsaw Massacre, but I could never really get into that. The Hills Have Eyes makes me sick to my stomach. Um (laughs) So, you know, I can never get into that really gory stuff. I like the more uh, sort of anticipatory, like you're you're nervous, you're scared about what's the next thing that's going to happen versus somebody's arms and legs and everything just gets chopped up. That just creeps me out a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's promising. So <laughs> if you recommend something, it's not going to be all, you know, limbs and blood squirting everywhere. Yeah, it won't be that. <laughs> okay. All right, so I think my last question is, Nico, do you have, like, what is your ideal black horror movie? If, if you're re- working on a, a script, don't say it out loud. But <laughs> what are some of your, what are some elements? So what, what would be the ultimate black horror movie to you? Um, the ultimate black horror movie, of course, would involve ghosts, uh, first and foremost. <laughs> uh, or some, uh-huh. some supernatural being that they're trying to... Uh, they're trying to overcome. I think, really, the TV show that recently came out. Um, why do I keep forgetting the name? I'm sorry. Uh, 
Lovecraft Country? Yeah, Lovecraft Country. So Lovecraft Country had a lot of the elements that I think can make a great movie as well. So they touched on different things in different episodes. But there's one episode where they were sort of dealing with the supernatural and, you know, ancestry and things like that. I think there could be a good story out there um, that that talks about that, you know, it centers around black, you know, black actors, black actresses, their families. Um, but that talks about, you know, uh, ghosts from the past or from uh, the horrific events that happened during slave times and during rebellions and things like that, that really sort of tells a unique story instead of telling a slave story or instead of telling, you know, uh, you know, a, a civil war story, things like that. Um, we can tell it through the lens of a horror sort of ghost film. And maybe it's a, mm-hmm. you know, a, a white family being plagued by, you know, you know, slaves that, that their ancestors mistreated mm-hmm. and, and, and did wrong. And then, you know, the ghost hunters are always white, right? So we could have a flip on that and do like black ghost hunters or black, you know, priests or something that comes in and saves the day. So just more of a flip on the common horror film trope um, and to sort of flip it on its head and tie it back to the, the ancestry, ancestors that were treated so horribly. Um, but I, I would love to see something like that. And I think Lovecraft Country touched on it in a few of their episodes. I'd love to see a full movie based on that. Interesting. I might, I might go see it, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) You might convince me to do it. Definitely. What about, what about you two? Uh, Any, where where would you like to see this, uh, this genre go next? What would be a great next sort of movie in this genre? I'll let Jasmine go first. Uh, First, I don't know. Well, a recent movie that I really liked, that's scary, is It. Mm. Um, the Stephen King one with the clown not so much It 2 It 2 was like It you know with adults in it but It was was really good (laughs) I saw that multiple times so maybe something like that Um, with a scary clown and you you have to defeat the clown I can handle something like that (laughs) um with black people. <laughs> uh, I mean, you could just make it again and then make all the kids black. I'd be happy with that. <laughs> and the clown is still white and then we beat up the white clown. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. I think I, I like Jordan Peele's creativity. Mm-hmm. I'll probably watch whatever he puts out. Candyman? Oh, no. Did he make that? <laughs> he is making the new Candyman. Oh, okay. Then I have to watch Candyman. I just said it. <laughs> I'll have to watch it. I'll hold you to that. All right. So, yeah. What about you, Lisa? Any uh, so two more things. zombies? Well, of, I mean, zombies. I, I mean, I got, I take in small doses. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so two things. Like, um, so I noticed in both uh, Get Out and Us, um, there was, there were white characters who played like a major kind of role um, in the movie and you um, both had mentioned that in a lot of horror movies in the past like black characters were often maybe like the throwaway or the sacrificial one or you know didn't play a lead role so I guess I would like to see some white actors play non-important roles in black movies like like a throwaway role <laughs> a um, token white <laughs> yeah like a token <laughs> yeah, if 
Yeah. Uh, and then two, like, I know Train to Busan was kind of an Asian horror movie because it was, you know, made in Korea with Koreans, uh, but maybe like an Asian American horror movie. I don't know if I would see it just because it might be too scary, but I don't think I've <laughs> seen one before. Hmm. That, that's a good point, Lisa. I honestly, um, a lot of the movies that I've been watching recently have been all Asian horror movies. What? Um, they like make the best. Asia? They make the best movie. Like okay, they do. Jap- the, Japanese people. Co- Korean too. I've watched really? a lot of Korean horror movies. Japanese and Korean mm. horror movies are amazing. The scare. They actually have the only movies that I've been watching recently that have actually given me that feeling of I'm, I'm nervous. I'm scared. I don't know what's going to happen. Are the movies that we've been watching from Korea and from Japan? Um, we have to watch them with subtitles and everything, but I still get that same feeling, and it's awesome. I would say that um, Korea and Japan are leading in terms of creating good horror movies now. Definitely, I think ahead of the U.S. and and sort of, um, you know, are the way we're creating horror movies currently. So that's where I watch most of my horror stuff at right now. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And I'm, and can you pinpoint, you know, as a horror? aficionado like what is it because like i think it's like the the psychological part where they like i think they get into our heads which is why i'm scared to watch the ring Uh uh-huh i could be scarred for life (laughs) (laughs) that's that's one of the fun parts is like you know i'm still i'm still traumatized guys it was so great (laughs) yeah that's like it was a good movie right it's stuck in your head it's stuck in your head um and i think that's one of the best things about like the Korean and Japanese horror movies is that they have good stories that make sense, right? The plots make sense. It, it, it all makes sense and it's still scary. Some of the stuff that I've been watching on these new horror movies that are coming out over here, the, the story just doesn't make any sense. Um, and so the more the story makes sense, the more it gets into your head because it's more believable. And I think that's the best. That, those are the best horror movies that succeed. When they're, they're, they're so they're believable so it gets in your head, and the more you think about it, um, the, the better it is, I think, for the movie. Oh, that sounds so scary. I like it when it's not believable, because I can just put it in a box to the side. <laughs> That's why it's not scary to me. You know, it. Mm. I, I get Stranger Things vibes from watching it, you know, and it just seems so unbelievable. I'm like, this, this clowns are scary from, like, a, a, a serial killer perspective, but not from, like, some <laughs> supernatural creepy whatever it is a super being um so you know i wasn't scared about that because it wasn't as believable but for me like ghosts are a little kind of believable i can't like disprove that there's not a ghost like sitting in my room right now listening to this podcast and so that (laughs) that's that's what creeps me out it's like i don't know if that's not real yet but i know that that clown is not about to drag me in a sewer You think that clown <laughs> yeah, that, until it actually well, happens, I, right? I watched it. Yeah, I watched it, and then like the next day, I was at a, some a furniture store, and they had a single red balloon tied oh. in the middle of the furniture store. I was like, "Oh, stop! It's coming." <laughs> that would be wow, creepy. That's creepy. That would be creepy. That's creepy, right? That I is mean, creepy. There were no other balloons. I'm like, "Why is this a red balloon?" <laughs> that would definitely yeah. be creepy. I, I, yeah, I agree with that. Okay, I think we're good. Unless you guys had any other points to make. No, this is this has been great. 
um, it's been it's been really a pleasure talking to you guys about this and and hopefully uh, with the changing winds that I think Get Out has brought about, we'll see even more and more black films and 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 they'll sort of you know get better and better and better and scarier and scarier and scarier. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Me too, kind of, sort of. <laughs> Thanks so much, Nico, for joining us for this conversation. You added a lot to this episode. You know, I you're more into the horror than, than most of us, so your perspective was was greatly needed. And so thanks so much for joining this episode. No problem. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the invitation, and um, hopefully I can stop by again in the future. Yes, I think so. I think we will have you on again. end with a better world nugget and this is like something that we maybe realized or we learned today that we could take forward to make this world a better place and let's see my better world nugget is that um, representation is important I've already said that but you know we like to and I think we talked about this in a previous episode, like, you know, we don't always want to see a movie about slavery, even though that's important, or about police brutality, or a comedy, you know, we want to have variety in our choices in terms of representation. And we also want to get the representation right. So I think, you know, the the way the genre is going and the more inclusion of uh, black actors and directors and producers is really is moving this genre forward so we can have more representation as well as better representation. And so I think that helps the movie industry overall. Lisa, do you have a better world nugget? Uh, Yes, I think that even though I do not enjoy horror movie, I have enjoyed listening to this conversation and enjoyed uh, your both appreciation of the art uh, I will be more open to it, and especially to uh, Jordan Peele's future work. Um, I yeah, Get Out and Us—they were on my list, but you both encouraged me further to to watch it for this episode. So I'm really glad because I really um, have enjoyed those two movies. So I'm looking forward to being exposed to more uh, black horror movies, as well as just more types of movies in general. Um, not just the you know superhero or uh, romantic comedy kind of stuff just broadening my horizons i could learn something from all these kinds of movies how about you nico those are good points and for me um i guess my better world nugget is that black creativity innovation stories uh, don't need to be watered down in order for them to reach a ride a wide audience Hmm. and I think that was made evident by Get Out and by us. And I look forward to that increasing in importance as we move forward into the future. And I don't think it's limited to just black voices as well. To Lisa's point, Asian American voices are not seen very much in American horror movies. 
Latino and Latina uh, voices are not heard very much in, uh, you know, American horror movies. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, what Jordan Peele is doing and what a lot of the black actors and actresses in this genre are doing in this uh, time that we're currently in can blaze a path for other um, cultures to do the same uh, in this genre moving forward. And I think in order for the horror genre to evolve and to remain relevant and to remain fresh and new, we have to bring in new voices and new, new innovative and creative voices. And what better way to do that is to bring in people whose voices have been uh, stymied for so long um, and to allow them to get their creativity and innovation out. So I think that's what I've learned here is the importance of that and of bringing in, bringing in different voices and experiences to the genre. And I think that'll help push the genre forward into the future. Nice. Yeah, and also give you like a real scare. Like, Absolutely. Yes. You know, you know, it was you a little selfish. My, my comment was a little selfish because <laughs> I was hoping that this would bring about scary movies for me down the line. Also. Nico wants the ultimate scary movie that will put him in like a terror for like a week. Yes. He wants to be like balled up in a corner. Like, oh. <laughs> Just a good scare. Maybe maybe not a week. I could take a, a weekend of, of anxiousness. Maybe a not week. a week. I'm not there yet. <laughs> okay. Okay. A good weekend of just like terrifying. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Racism Podcast. Before you go, be sure to like or subscribe wherever you're listening to stay up to date on new episodes. And let us know, what trends in film are you excited to see in regards to expanded topics or representation of different cultures? You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter at Racism's Podcast, and on our blog, racismspodcast.wordpress.com. That's racisms, spelled R-A-C-E-I-S-M-S. Peace, everyone. Be safe. Music for this episode was created by Jasmine Deuce and Kyle Carson. This episode was produced and edited by Kyle Carson.